0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring founder of Future Champions Golf. Chris Smule. Chris, welcome.
1: Dylan, thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. It's, I'm super glad we were able to get you on, kind of talk about yourself and a little bit about, you know, you know, the organization you founded and kind of what your mission is for that. So we'll get straight into the first question. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf?
1: Uh, I'm from Poway, California, mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. I'm, I'm still living here. And uh, I got in the game uh, from my dad and you know, both my grandpas. Uh, they were playing Um a little bit when I was when I was about ten.
0: Okay, nice. So
1: I played a little bit, but I was still playing baseball, so I didn't only mm-hmm. play a few times a year. Yeah, um, but then really picked it up when I was fifteen.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, you I, you kind of got to decide between baseball and golf, and uh, you know, I'm you know, I'm sure we're all glad we picked golf because you can play golf a lot longer than you can baseball. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> really, the best decision I've, I've ever made. But yeah. I made it because I was you know I was no longer was no longer good at baseball. Got and it. Everybody got bigger and stronger and faster, and I was not there yet. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey.
0: Yeah, yeah, it happens, you know. Um, so, kind of want to go back kind of before, you know, your college days and everything, you know, what, what were your junior days like? You know, what what was the recruiting process like You when you were kind of, you know, when you were going through those stages?
1: Yeah. So, that's, I mean, I, I picked, like I said, I picked up golf competitively and a little more serious at 15, mm-hmm. um, made my uh, varsity team, you know, mm-hmm. six months later yeah sophomore um i had a really good team of guys that i played with so some really good players um so really good mentorship and, and opportunities and then i got pretty good my uh, into my junior year and then my senior year i played really well um nice that spring and my whole goal was to i just i was trying to be a pro like i, I was just going through the yeah practicing hard every day and um, nobody was pushing my parents weren't pushing me to go to college I was the first one in my family to go to college so nice um, towards you know I think it was middle of March or so I, I think I'd won four tournaments that that spring so all right I was looking pretty good and I was shooting under par a lot mm-hmm. um, and then June 6th I played in the Southern California Regional High School Tournament and mm-hmm. Diego State coach came out and watched me play and Shot 71 that day. He only watched two holes, but I birdied both of them.
0: There you so, go. Good two yeah. holes
1: to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he walked off. I didn't see him the rest of the day. But I, when I got home, there was a message to come to his office the next day. And I, I went in and he offered me a scholarship and a spot on the team. Awesome. So, yeah. It wasn't really it wasn't really a, a goal or plan. My my other I was just gonna go to Palomar College and uh, maybe transfer, I guess. But again, I, I was really just trying to get good at golf and see what yeah. happened
0: exactly you know i i'd love to hear about you know how was your time at sdsu i've had a couple guys on you know from the uh, from the sdsu's team currently on the podcast love to hear kind of you know the competition you had both on the team and you know during your tournaments you know how'd you enjoy your time at sdsu
1: yeah sdsu was amazing it was you know I, I'll, I'll just be completely honest i failed failed miserably there so oh
0: okay okay
1: that's what you know really motivated me to start Future champions and help these kids uh-huh. during this process because i did a very bad job with it so got I, it i came in hot i was i was excited I, I was playing well my freshman year i did okay i i got in the lineup a few times um, mm-hmm. didn't do much in the tournaments my outside tournaments i was doing great um, yeah so then i redshirted my sophomore year and again the outside tournaments i, I was doing really well shooting in the car, um qualifying for good events and um and we had we had a good team so we i mean we had a lot of international players um, mm-hmm. Ryan donovan who's the head coach now he was yeah the head of mine um so and we had a good stuff going on and i just didn't balance the whole thing of you know moving out of my house moving out of my parents house that you know social life just yeah. practicing like because i practiced in high school is it, if it was light out even if it was dark out i was practicing and then in college i didn't practice as much i tried to create systems that i didn't need to practice as much and those just didn't work so i stopped with with my coach i stopped you know going down that process and i just i just really just got worse when i Mm -hmm. was performing so by the time i late into my third year i was off the team
0: oh okay i see i mean you know it it can be a tough time you know making that transformation like you said you know you're going from you know your high school days, junior golf days, and you're going to you know four-year university, big SDSU. I mean, they're you know a really good golf team, and there's a lot of responsibilities that can come with that. And you know, like like you say, you know, time management. That's something that a lot of people just I've heard the trend kind of you know going from junior high school golf to Division one college life. I mean, yeah, it's just a lot to put on your plate whenever you get there for sure.
1: It was definitely a big shock to me what what going to a big school like that and. Not really preparing for that I wasn't spending the last couple of years trying to get to a school it was never it was almost like a two-month period I and mean, then all of a sudden I was on the on division One team so
0: right yeah. right yeah I I for
1: that yeah. is definitely different for what a lot of kids have now nowadays
0: right yeah exactly um so you know as your college career was kind of coming to an end you know what was the plan for after college did you want I know you talked a little about you wanted to play pro golf for the longest time I mean did you go straight into that or did you get straight into coaching
1: so, yeah I, I definitely didn't go down the pro route I, I played some amateur stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: last summer um, but I was influenced by my parents um, to you know take an office job and go down the corporate world and so I started working for the company that my dad worked for
0: mm-hmm. I
1: was in an office being told you know I'd had nothing to do until they told me what to do and right, definitely right. really fitting my personality
0: uh-huh.
1: so I was really just kind of in the just planning my life while I was sitting there at work and we <laughs> yeah. on my lunch breaks. I started hitting balls with a lob wedge on this private road down the street from where I was working. And I was like, man, yeah. this is what I really want to do. I need to get back into golf. So I worked there for like eight months and then I got an opportunity to go back to the stadium golf center and um, work in the pro shop. And yeah. then quickly after that, the, um, the guy running the running the junior program didn't want to do it anymore, so they turned it over to me, asked me Perfect. if I wanted to run it, and it just kind of like after a couple months of doing group classes and and, and some of the kids' classes, I, I started writing up what future champions golf would be um, yeah. in late 2003. Um, yeah. So then we, we started the program in 2004. And I just loved it. I, I mean, I hadn't even talked to a kid you know, forever. I mean, the most Right. I just grew up with people my age, and then I just had a good rapport with them, and I enjoyed teaching them, and enjoyed like mentoring and helping them. And uh, I remember the first couple of classes; it, it really took off pretty quick. I, within a year, I had over a hundred kids a week. Wow! Coming, coming to take take group classes and private lessons and stuff. So it was a really fun time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, something an organization like that. I mean, that is just. So big for a lot of kids. I know growing up, you know, I never was, I don't even know first team might've been just getting into it when in the area I was in. And, you know, if there was an organization like future golf champion or, you know, that would have been future champions golf would have been awesome because you know what you're doing with those kids. And like you said, you know, you really, you really want to kind of go through the motions with them because I mean, yourself, you didn't, you know, you kind of struggled a little bit going through the whole college and, you know, junior high school golf and making that transition to college. So I think, you know, what you're doing is really amazing. And I just think it's so cool that, you know, you, you felt the need to do this and really help these kids out. You know, what were your motivations to kind of create future champions golf? I know you said you wanted to mentor the kids, but you know, maybe was there kind of more something more specific, maybe, kind of helping them through you know develop as a player or is it you know helping them through that transition going from junior golf to a college level golf
1: yeah I mean it's evolved over the years but I remember the early days there was when I was doing the group classes I remember a parent was talking to me about a program back in I think it was Arkansas I put mm-hmm. a kid on golf or something like that and was yeah. like there's really no programs here in San Diego you know to help get kids started and and junior golf wasn't a big deal when I started it like we were one of the first you know, big yeah like, junior focused programs right um, I think pro kids have been going on for a little bit so um yeah I just I just started writing up what I thought would really help kids and go through my experience of what helped me become a good player pretty quickly um and really I think everything I've always done is just answered the questions that parents and kids needed right Tried to fill the void that, that wasn't there and so it's, it's kind of how we got started.
0: Yeah, you know what, I mean, kind of talk me through kind of those early stages of developing this organization. I mean, what, what all went into kind of creating this and, you know, and getting players to, you know, getting junior golfers to come and, you know, come and play in the tournaments that you have and work with you and everything. I mean, what all went into that?
1: Yeah, so early, I, I mean, I just kind of wrote out like a model of what I wanted. So it was at first, at the end of 03, I probably spent three months on just Figuring out what we we're gonna do. Just group classes. There's yeah. be two levels: par, birdie, and eagle. Mm-hmm. And then camps and schools during the summer, and just private lessons. Just, just all junior focus. And I remember we launched the program January 1 of 2004. Um, we tried to do a kickoff event and invite kids to come down and do that. Back then, there was no internet or there was no social media. Right, right. Were, I was trying to post stuff on community websites. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk to any parents that I had in my program and just reach out to high school coaches, anybody I knew. Um, and so getting that started was good. But uh, the funny part is i had written the year before I had done this high school development program that I wanted to start.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So excited about it. I probably spent 100 hours working on it. I thought I was gonna get a ton of kids and help these kids get ready for playing high school golf. I got one kid to sign up and uh-huh. the kid didn't, didn't even make his team. Oh, uh, wow. So It was a complete failure. But then I kind of learned from that and understood what, what that world was like so
0: yeah I mean you live and you learn hey it is yeah. what it is
1: yeah I love I love the failure part of things it's really helps you know teach you what to do next um, exactly so but later like so we, we ran the instruction part from 03 till middle of 07 and then in 07 I was extremely busy I was teaching six days a week probably 50 60 hours yeah of, of coaching and the ter- there wasn't enough tournaments being offered just in Southern California and San Diego mm-hmm. uh, and if golf all operate all year with mostly summer, some spring events. And then the other tours that were offered were just really expensive and I, I wasn't able to promote them. I just didn't see how right. I, could, I could have them do that and take lessons. So um, I teamed up with, with my buddy Antron. I said, Hey, do you want to, you want to run some tournaments on weekends? Um, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so Sweet. we started at the end of 07 and our first event, we had um, 120 players. Wow. Um, and it was the worst tournament ever run in the history of b <laughs> Hey,
0: First time, hey, you live yeah. and you learn, you know.
1: Everything starts pretty slowly over here. Um, so, <laughs> but we, yeah, we had we had rain one of the days and we had oh, wow. one of the days. We didn't have enough staff. Uh, players didn't finish one of the days. Like, I don't know how anybody one lady yelled at me so much it was, it was unbelievable so wow yeah. but well, yeah from there we just we just started going and it got really good that first year
0: there you go. I mean, you know, yeah, that first event can be, you know, be a little shaky, but I mean, it, it's your first time ever kind of doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, and that's a lot of players for your first tournament still. I mean, straight away, over 100. Yeah, I think kids. we got
1: lucky. I think it was, we got teamed up with, because I did a couple qualifying stuff for like US kids. We had a qualifier. I think I ran that event for two or three years. So I had a little got bit it. of data. Got bit. it. And then there was some other like team event that was part of that that the mm-hmm. kids could qualify for. So we are we got the players that was good
0: yeah that's awesome and it the conditions that's 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 rough that you got yeah i got a little bit of rain and stuff you know that's tough but you know as the years have come and you know have go on you know talk about the different levels of tournaments you guys host not only in california but you guys host tournaments outside of california other states i mean that's got to be that's got to be really special for you guys
1: yeah so we have i mean really we have five levels now Mm -hmm. so originally i mean we had even before I started the big tour in 2007, we had the kids tour already, which was nine whole events. one At part three courses, just to give them, give them some experience. Um, after that, that's when we started the national tour events, those 36 whole events. Um, during that year, we added some World Series events, which we wanted to make like really, really mm-hmm. special and um, key times of the year. Um, and those are our biggest events. Some of those have five to 650 kids per event wow there's three of those that are, that are at least that big um but yeah and then uh, a couple of, uh, probably five years ago we added a one-day series of regulation courses this is like a stepping stone from mm-hmm. the kids tour to the to the two-day national ranked events the thirty-six hole events because there's definitely right. a void there
0: right um, right right
1: and then this past like mostly during COVID, we added the collegiate series. So we're up to like six or eight of those events now. And awesome. we're doing them with with juniors too. We're going to have uh, some other events that are just for college players. But right now, um, we are doing it's junior players, 15 and up, can play with, with college players too. And we've had a really good, really good fields for
0: those. So. That's amazing. You know, and I think um, it just, I I just would wish that there was something like that for me growing up because, you know, I I didn't really know recruiting process very well either, you know, and like you said, you know, you have these tournaments where you have, you know, a bunch of different levels, you can move your way up to them. And then, you know, there's colleges that are coming and watching your tournaments and stuff. I mean, that's just... That's just amazing. I mean, I'd like to talk about some of the players that, you know, that have gone through the program over the years. You know, who are some of, you know, notable players that you that have played in the events and moved on to the collegiate level? We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Donato is sponsored by our friends over at Future Champions Golf. Future Champions Golf is a leader in junior golf player development, no matter the player's skill level. The amount of opportunity and competition they give junior golfers in numerous states is nothing like I've ever seen. Not only is the competition top notch, but they always have college coaches in attendance recruiting players. If you want to sign up your junior golfer to be a part of the organization, check them out on Instagram at FutureChampionsGolf or go to their website at FutureChampionsGolf.com. I'm sure you've had so many people, but yeah, we've
1: had. A, we tried to do a count. Recently, we've had, we've had we've had over three thousand kids go on to college golf, so it's that's pretty, amazing. Pretty huge number, um, but like some of the notables, I'll just say some of them that are like on the PJ Tour now. So we have Aaron Wise, was yeah. big in our program. Bo Hostler played uh, growing up with Haley Moore, mm-hmm. um, Allison Lee. Like we've had a lot of the top young players that you can see out Ryan Ruffles, Gabriella Ruffles, um, I don't think who else? Todd Beck. Uh, Chris Williams, yeah, a bunch of bunch of good players.
0: That's so awesome, and you know, I'd like to talk about kind of how did the process start with getting colleges to come and you know watch your events, you know, kind of do some recruiting through that. I mean, how did that process start?
1: Well, the first the first year we hosted what was called the San Diego Junior Amateur. That was so that was 08. That was after our first full year of tournaments. Okay, um, we decided to put on an event called the San Diego Junior Amateur during winter break and try to get as many kids as possible to come to this. Well that turned out to be a perfect time of year for recruiting. So college coaches, there was no other really big event. There was an event in Arizona, um, but you know, not, not anything big. So we, we ended up having 220 players that year, um, but we were lucky Chris Williams, who was probably the number one recruit mm-hmm. at that time out of Washington. He, he came and played in the event and all the coaches came to watch him. He probably had 15 coaches that first wow. kid, and They were all recruiting him. Uh-huh. So yeah it was like it just really kind of put us on the map with being able to do that and yeah so the, the next couple of years that event just just kept getting more and more coaches and then our summer events we added an event right before junior world uh that anybody could sign up for you didn't have to qualify as like a pre event and that just that's the one that gets actually the most coaches now we had 40 coaches in 2018
0: wow 40 coaches that's insane
1: yeah and so um you know, I think the opportunity that the kids can just sign up. The coaches can promote the event too. They don't have to like say, "Oh, you have to be qualified to go." Right, right. That event. They can just sign them up and and you know, the competition is always good. I mean, 10 to 1500 par usually run some of these things, so yeah. Uh, kids that are coming are good and there's no for the most part we have a couple of events that are invitational or qualifiers, but mostly, most of the time just sign up and play
0: yeah they're guaranteed rounds I mean that's that's what you want that's and like you said I mean that's just going to bring more kids in and you know you never know you know the college coaches come into these events where there's not a qualifier there could be you know some some ringer kids that you know maybe you go through qualifiers and maybe they kind of struggle through qualifiers but yet you know they show up at these they show up at these non-qualified tournaments and you know and it gives them the opportunity to play in front of college coaches I mean that's just I know you guys are, you know, you're posting about what, you know, which colleges are, you know, out your event watching and everything. I mean, there's, you know, big names. I mean, it's just, that's amazing. That's so awesome.
1: We communicate a lot with them. We send them updates on monthly about the events and the results that we've had. and We just have a good relationships from them coming to our events for for years and being a coach and sending a lot of kids to college over the years. Um, it's just, it's a good network.
0: Yeah, and you know, I kind of want to just go off on and you know, an, a, kind of a different route here. I know privately you kind of have a short game golf course. Kind of, it, it, wh- you kind of talk about that a little bit. You know, where where's that? Is that in your backyard? I mean, yeah. it looks legit.
1: So a, that's a new addition. So yeah, uh during the fall last year, um, I already had a had a small putting green out there that I'd used kind of during during COVID early mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, but I had another area of grass in my backyard, and I asked my daughter. I said, "Hey, are you are you ever gonna run out here and like do anything in this spot?" She's like, "Nah, probably not." And I said, "Okay, well, I'm, I'm turning the backyard into the short game thing." Yeah. Said, okay. And so, yeah, I had the guy come over and look at it, and it just kind of, you know, I wanted a huge putting green. Mm-hmm. And what it turned into is we ended up, and I was gonna have two bunkers in the back, but we ended up. He said, "Don't do that," based on. A bunch of different reasons so we ended up putting four tea boxes in the four corners of the yard yeah um, And there's a hitting net but then we have nine different holes on the green we took a lot of time to do the contour so we have every type of breaking putt mm-hmm. like the best quality synthetic turf you can get
0: that's awesome
1: it's shaped well i got scorecards made we got hats like it's it's been one of the coolest things i've ever done like in terms of like the family events and gatherings that we've had now since, since we've had it, like I have my grandma's chipping, you know, my, my sister loves it my mom loves it. Like, <laughs> they're all like playing golf. We have these competitions. Uh, and then from the lesson side, I'm probably doing 10 hours a week of coaching here just from home. So that's yeah. been, that's that's been awesome. really nice. So I'm just, just to have a short game area where there's nobody else, you know, ripping balls across the green and having right. it set in and actually with the synthetic, turf has been good too because it's 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 just such a controlled environment you can really work on the technique and make sure right. it's good and then take it out to the golf to course so yeah helped you, my, it's helped my short game a lot too because that was my weakness so
0: <laughs> there you go there you go that's hilarious man you know i think that's so cool that you know you built that in your backyard and like you said you're able to work from home a little bit more i mean that it just has to you know i'm sure you enjoyed you know teaching wherever you go but being able to teach out of your house, that's got to be just a whole nother level of, you know, something. That, another level. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, so, I mean, what's it like, you know, managing with the organization, giving lessons, doing the short game, you know, in your backyard and balancing your life outside of work? I mean, how do you do it? How do you do it?
1: I mean, well, I have a really good team. So, I mean, I, I do some of the ideas and then my team kind of hosts most of it. So I don't, I don't go to that many tournaments anymore i probably go to three three to five of the biggest ones mm-hmm. and Our team handles the rest so that part's easy um but i mean for the for the most part i mean i'm helping a lot of people and it's yeah it's fun and it's 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 pretty easy for me with with our with our team so i i just love doing it so it's not it doesn't feel like work um every day is motivating every day is exciting to get out of bed and every day is like some new project or something that we're creating, and um, yeah, it's, it, it works good.
0: Yeah, I mean that it, it, anything you can do in golf, having that support system, whether it's you know your parents just getting you through, you know, just going through the motions of the game, and you know, sometimes you know some kids may not really have you know the supporting family you know behind them, and they're able to have this tour you know that you have with all the tournaments and the people that are part of your organization supporting them. I mean, that's just, I just, I, you know, I applaud everything that you've done. You know, I just have so much respect for that organization and yourself that everything that you've done, man. I mean, that's just amazing. But, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: No, I was saying it's just really fun. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. You know, what, what are some goals you have for yourself in future champions golf, maybe for the next two to maybe even five years?
1: Uh, well, from the tournament side, I mean, we want to be the global leader in junior golf development yeah. so yeah. our tour feeds everything i mean we have qualifiers in over 70 locations around the world to qualify to get to our world championship so we're going to keep elevating that event as as covid hopefully comes to an end to get back to, to seriously and host the event the way the way we were doing it a few years ago um is that event we had 10 championship courses in palm spring 650 kids a welcome party wow a big pj tour superstore party like so much stuff college coaches seminars like it's a it's a huge event so things are a little different right now with that but um we still have over 500 players this year coming for that too so it's just it'll be a a little different setup um but as we go like yeah i I mean i see us having uh events all over the u.s regional events all over the u.s that come to the to the big ones at the end of the year or in the middle of the year and then um yeah qualifying events all over the world
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I wish you nothing but the best in that. I know you guys are, you know, like you said, it's, you, you enjoy doing your job every day, you know, is the motivation, get up and get, you know, go, go do amazing things with that. I'm sure you guys are, you know, and I have no problem accomplishing those goals, you know, and like I said, I wish you nothing but the best on, I think that's going to be amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to head into the next section of the show. It's just kind of, I like to call the ham and egg section. We're just going to kind of ask her some, you know, for fun questions, kind of get to know you a little bit more about, you know, yourself and your golf game. So first one, I kind of like to ask is, you know, Uno, if you had a dream, if you could have a dream foursome, who would be in it?
1: Well, I'd like to play with Tiger, Arnie and Jack.
0: Tiger, Arnie and Jack. I like all the legends. That's yeah, that
1: would be it. Pretty awesome. We could do that just to, you know, obviously go back and see them play. If we can see them play in their prime and play, it'd yeah. it be amazing. But just to hear their stories too. Obviously love to play with Tiger.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so you'd want tiger back back early 2000s tiger or would you oh well
1: i mean healthy healthy tiger any healthy
0: tiger yeah really yeah Yeah. seriously yeah you know i just i've had a lot of you know that's kind of a lot of people say you know they want to play with tiger but yet i've had some people say you know i want to play early 2000s tiger i want to play tiger you know post back surgeries and everything because they want to hear all the stories and everything you know i mean that's so i think you know those are great people to have you know they're all legends like we're saying you know just getting to learn as much as you possibly can from them that'd be it's just amazing um so i mean you, you know you're a plus four 0.5 handicap yourself i'm you know that's just kind of what i saw on your website a little bit you know do you still have that competitive edge do you you know, do you still play maybe some tournaments on your own or you know talk about that yeah, like, i mean
1: I'm, I'm super competitive anything that i do so yeah you know even if i take a six-year-old down to the putting green i'm, I'm gonna try to beat him i do a <laughs> putting contest with him so yeah uh i know just for fun like um yeah, I, I play a couple times a year and some fun events that I play in and I get geared up for those. I don't have enough time really to, to play, but I, I have been playing more um, since maybe the fall this year just because my short game got better when I put the short yeah. game area in and it, yeah. it definitely helped out and i played a couple events this year and I'll, I'll play a few more a few more this year, but my goal is definitely not focused on my own. Right. My own thing, but when I do play, I, I tend to still keep it around far better, so.
0: Yeah, that's always nice that, you know, to, it, it golf's more enjoyable, of course, when you're playing, you know, when you're playing good. But I mean, you it, just having fun and playing golf in general is just something that not only, you know, myself, yourself, but everybody playing out there, you know, just even especially junior golfers, because that's what it's all about. It's all about having fun. Yeah, but so this next one, you know, let's say you're standing on a tee and you look down the fairway, you know, there's out of bounds left. Water has a right tight hole. You're feeling a little tense on the tee. You know, what club are you going for? out of your bag to make sure you hit that fairway
1: oh definitely still hitting driver
0: still hitting driver yeah. i love it yeah yeah
1: only only because i think drivers probably the thing i do the best mm-hmm. so i think i can hit a at least hit a hard cut down there and be okay
0: there you go Yeah. Make otherwise, sure.
1: otherwise it's going to be like a a low hooking iron. a low hooking enough room i can hit that shot really well and get maybe 250 out of it
0: i like that yeah definitely you know i've had you know some people on that you know they like you know they go to the iron and you know i've always big hybrid fan big hybrid guy mm-hmm. so i would you know i'd launch my hybrid down there no doubt for sure but i like it
1: not, definitely not a big hybrid guy no 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 i did switch to a five wood this past year i do like that club oh okay
0: really there you go yeah 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 definitely but i love it i love it just ripping driver still no matter what <laughs> sure. If you had to play another sport besides golf, what would it be and why? I know you talked a little about, you know, you played baseball growing up. You know, maybe let's say golf wasn't in the equation. Do you think you would have picked something else up, or maybe continued playing baseball?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think baseball probably would have been it. I, I did love the sport, even though I don't watch as much anymore. But I was, I was pretty engulfed in it when I when I did play. And baseball cards, I studied every player, I knew every team. Yeah, I, I was full in. So um i'd I'd say i'd probably play baseball
0: yeah same you know i you know some days i miss playing baseball every now and then just you know and i i tell you know sometimes i'll call my dad be like dude i wish i could just go rip some balls you know i just wanted to you know have somebody throw me some bp and go out there and just you know have a good time maybe play a little bit of catch and uh but i mean i just go back to you know golf is just the the best sport out there like i said you know you can play it forever and you know it's just amazing some of the people you can meet playing golf you know like you know, like we're doing right now, you know, meeting you through golf. I mean, you know, you have such a passion for golf. I have such a passion for golf as well. And it's really cool what golf can do and bring so many people together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, what, what's something you really cherish or value from your experiences working with players, either teaching or from future champions golf?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's still just the whole thing, like the relationships with people, the relationships with my team. I mean, I'm friends with everybody or their family. I mean, my sister runs our, our team for us. So just, you know, the relationship with the kids and the families and, you know, seeing the kids at the tournaments and just, you know, I know it brings joy to a lot of people. So just just being able to be there and see that these kids have an opportunity to, to go on and do better things or play college golf, doing things that they didn't even you know, realize that they could do. I think mm-hmm. that's probably the best
0: part. And I mean, you're just giving these kids so much opportunity. I mean, I just, I cannot applaud you guys more for everything that you're doing. I mean, if, you know, I, I, i actually plan on moving to the San Diego, San Diego area in August, you know, way, you know, down in the future when I have kids and they're playing golf, you know, uh, more than, more than happy to send them to future champions golf, because I mean, that's just so much opportunity that you guys have for for kids out there so um heading into the last question here you know who, who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today you know as you know maybe your parent or you know certain people that you'd like to kind of shout out here
1: yeah I mean it, I think again collectively there's been so many people that my parents are fantastic they mm-hmm. very supportive and yeah you know helpful of everything that I've ever tried to do or wanted to do um, but also being, being a dad now, like doing things for her and showing her, you know, what, what you can create, what you can do every day if you you, know, if you work hard and, and do things. So with like that, just, I, I had really good coaches growing up. John Darling was a huge coach for me and um, the people at Stadium Golf Center that run that place that let me teach there they have been super supportive and helpful over the years and never really said no to any idea that I came up with. So I like think that and just, you know, friends and family.
0: That's it. That's it. You know, like, and like, like, I mean, just touching on it again, you know, having that support system and, you know, that team behind you that you work with, I mean, not only your family, but, you know, your family within your organization and, you know, the people that you teach, it's just amazing that you have those relationships and, you know, continue, you know, to have those, you know, those relationships, with those kids, because I know, um, I've taught just a little, you know, a little bit with some kids at my home course, and you know, and I, you could be you could be such a you know role model to these kids, and you're introducing them into kind of what the game of golf is, and you know, just just keep it up. I, I love what you guys are doing, you know, and like I said, I wish you guys nothing but the best and everything that you do, not only with your family, but you know, with future champions golf and teaching. So, um, and once again, man, just love what you're doing, and you know, super super excited that we were able to kind of do this.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. This great.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dolanado featuring Chris Meal. Chris, thank you once again for so much for coming on. You know, I wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. And uh, hopefully we'll meet in person one day and uh, we'll be able to kind of talk, talk golf a little bit. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. Well, have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.